Church, say amen. amen. Such a true song. He is a way maker. Promise keeper. Miracle worker. That is who he is. Just a few characteristics or titles we can say of what he is. And we know it because of what he has done in our lives and what he continues to do in our lives because we have been at some points in our lives we didn't know whether to go left or right forward or backwards and the only thing we knew to do was to just cry out and say lord help me and guess what he did he did that's why when you sing that song you know what it's true it's true he is a way maker a maker a way maker out of Ways that we never could have imagined. And he has done things so wonderful in our lives. And we all are just be glad to be here. Amen. To offer this worship unto him and praise him because of who he is. Amen. Amen. It is so good to see everyone and we hope and pray. First of all, we hope and pray you're glad to be here. Amen. You know, not, nothing worse Looking at folks frowning through masks. You, you know you got to have a, 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 a ugly mug if he could be seen through a mask. Boy, I tell you what, I just hope and pray you're happy about being here. I know sometimes it's a struggle. I, I realize sometimes it's hard. The devil say, oh, your stomach hurt. And of all the time, Monday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, you'll never have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but all of a sudden, Sunday morning, boy, you, you just can't stay out of the bathroom. <laughs> Satan just tried to do everything to discourage you and to keep you from getting here. I know it's a struggle sometimes, but you just got to remember, folks, look at all what God has done throughout the course of the week. Amen. Look at the blessings, look at the love, look at the protection, look at all of the stuff he has done throughout the course of the week. Man, you just got to tell Satan, get up out of here. Amen. Get up out of here. I owe God some praise today and I'm going. And, and, and don't, don't ever forget, we got bathrooms here. Don't, don't let that stop you. Don't let that stop you. But I tell you, the, Satan works. He works. Then, you know, any other time, you know, ain't nobody said that all week, but all of a sudden somebody want to argue on Sunday morning. Amen. Huh? Somebody want to argue on Sunday morning. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll wait till we get home later. Matter of fact, ain't no need in arguing about nothing. Sit down and talk like sens sensible people. Amen. Amen. Let me get to my lesson. James chapter 3 is where our text will be taken from this morning. James chapter 3, talking about that weapon of mass destruction. That tongue. Oh, that tongue. That tongue, that tongue, that tongue. Boy, if there was ever a weapon of mass destruction. The tongue is that weapon. Amen. It is that weapon. But that tongue could do things to you 
and do it can cause you to uh, put a hurt on people. You know, they'll never forget, and some people never forgive you for it. Amen. That tongue can leave scars, emotional scars, throughout the, throughout the life of a person. Amen. You know, you, you, you're growing up, and people are telling you, you ain't going to never amount to nothing. You ain't going to never be nothing. You're going to be like your sorry daddy. You're going to be like your no good mama. Saying stuff like that. And you know people remember stuff like that. People remember stuff like that. And some some people can't shake that. They can't shake it. That tongue is a weapon of mass destruction. It can cause people lifetime problems. And you know what? We need to learn how to tame this tongue. We need to learn how to tame this tongue of ours because you know what? We're going to give an account to everything that we say. Amen. The Bible says every idle word that men speak, he's going to have to give an account for it. So don't just think you could go about saying things and be hurtful, Amen. you know, saying things to degrade and put down people and think that's just the end of it. If it don't come back to haunt you on this side, it's going to get you on the other side. Amen. Because every, think about that, folks, especially if you run your mouth a whole lot. Amen. Think about this. Every idle word that you speak, you're going to give an account for it. Now, now, in judgment, you may say, I was just playing. No, you spoke it. You spoke it. People know when you're playing about something. They, they normally play with you. But you, but sometimes people try to stab you on the slide and try to laugh about it. I was just playing. No, you weren't. But anyway, let's get to the word of God. My brethren. Be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. And able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth. That they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. That's what we do for horses. You've seen it. Right? Put bits in their mouth. You want to turn right? You pull right. Want to turn left? Pull left. Behold. Also the ships. Which though they be so great. Are driven of fierce winds, yet they turn about with a very small hand, whithersoever the governor listened. I spent several years on an aircraft carrier. <clears throat> Huge ship, 5,000 plus people, 80 jet aircrafts, just a, a floating city. But you know, the helm 
What controls the direction, the turning of that ship? You wouldn't believe how small it is. The rudders and the helm and everything. It, it doesn't take a large piece of equipment. But whenever you turn or direct that ship to turn left or right, it goes that direction. Now, if we are smart enough to put bits in the mouths of horses and we can design something to control a huge ship like that that's so small, why can't we control that piece of meat in our mouths? Hmm. Even so, the tongue is a little member. <laughs> the Bible calls the tongue a member. A little member to let you know you don't have to be big to stir up mess. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. In other words, the tongue don't always, on many occasions, just put, just spew out huge fires. Sometimes they just light sparks. Any of you know what kindling, kindling wood is? Yeah. Uh, you know, some, some of y'all are so sophisticated. You don't know them about having a bill of fire to keep warm growing up and lighting a furnace, a coal stove, or stuff like that. But kindling wood is just wood specifically used to light, to help get the fire started. Yeah. And you know, the tongue. What it does when it's used the wrong way, it just lights sparks. It just, it just get the smoke gone. Drop, drop a little gossip here and drop a little negativity there and tell a few lies over here and tell a few lies over there to get stuff going. Not so much it's ready to just spew out a huge fire yet. But guess what? Small, huge fires began from small sparks. Amen. If you don't believe me, look out in California. Look out west. How maybe a camper forgot to put their little campfire out. And the wind blew some sparks. And the next thing you know, thousands and thousands of acres have burned. Homes have burned. It began with a spark. And the tongue is a fire. A world of iniquity. Did you hear that? The tongue is a fire. A world went from a little member to a world of iniquity. A world of destruction. Sin. So it's a tongue among our members. I'm reading the Bible. So 
is the tongue among our members. That it defileth the whole body and set it on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and have been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. <laughs> Let me read that again. For every kind of beast, people have pet bears, lions, iguanas, possums, all kind of animals, spiders, snakes. People have all kind of animals for pets and Somehow, some way, they learn to train them or, or tame them to a degree. But the Bible says, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Did you know that your mouth was full of poison? Huh? Your mouth and my mouth is full of poison based according to what the scriptures say. Now, the only reason, the only way we go about not injecting this poison into one another and, 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 and destroying one another is because we're supposed to have a renewed mind. Directing us on how we should think and what we should say. How we should love one another and treat one another. But if our hearts and minds are apart from the word of God. This is when all of this poison is demonstrated. We talk about each other mama. We talk about each other daddy. We curse. We, we say all kind of things. Just poisonous. And the sad thing is, you can't take it back. You can apologize. God can forgive. But you said it. And the question arises, where did it come from? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, that's who he is. The tongue, like a bit which controls the horse, like a small rudder which directs the ship. It can be constructive, amen, just depending on what's in your mind. It can praise, it can build up, it can encourage, but it can also destroy. It can tear down. People get upset, get into arguments, and they just start cursing and fussing. They say, 
I, I just don't know what came over me. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It was already in you. It was already in you. That's why we're commanded to practice self-control. That's why we're told you could be angry, but don't sin. That's why we're told to be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. You said, well, I just couldn't help myself. I just could. So you're telling me you're dysfunctional. Amen. You're telling me you can't, you can't control yourself. You can't directly tell your body what to do. No, you had a desire to say it. You wanted to say it. Like my man, Colonel Jessup, on a few good men. You need me on that wall. You want me on that wall. No, you want to say it. Because deep down, in, deep down inside, you don't have what God has told you to think on. To think on things that are pure, that are just, that are honest, of a good report of virtue. You haven't been studying. You haven't been reading. You don't have that. So guess what? The truth comes out in you. Mm. The poison. Amen. Mm. The poison comes out. Amen. It's not that you couldn't help it. It was about you and you wanted to say it. The danger of the tongue. A little member which boasts great things. Like a little fire which kindles a great forest fire. That's what gossip is. We talked about in Sunday school. A gossiper needs somebody to listen. A gossiper needs an audience. In order for the tongue to set the fires that it needs to start the forest fire, you know what? It needs somebody to light it up under. It needs somebody to carry that foolishness around. Indeed, the tongue can be a fire, a world of iniquity, capable of defiling the whole body. Not just some of the body. The whole body. Not part of the body. The whole body. You know, if, if we're not careful about what we say and what we do with our tongue, you know what? We could have that sign out front saying this is the church of Christ and be just the biggest liars in the world. Because the truth wouldn't be in us. But we love the truth. Amen. Amen. And we're not going to allow ourselves to be misused by the devil. Amen. Amen. To destroy the body. To, to, to take us down. Amen. 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 Everybody and say amen so we know. The devil got his representatives. <laughs> it's capable of setting on fire the course of nature. 
being set on fire by hell. In other words, it can it can light a pathway that will lead you for sure to eternal damnation. You're careless and you're reckless about what you say. You know what? It's not going to lead you to heaven. When you only care about what you feel and what you think, if you only care about yourself and not considerate about the thought that, and the, the, the feelings of other people, that tongue could get you in a world of trouble. The difficulty of taming the tongue. Man can control creatures of land and sea, but not the tongue. I've seen where men have trained whales. Whales. You know how big whales are? Whales. Dolphins. Animals I wouldn't dare go near. But what is it about the tongue? It is an unruly evil. Full of deadly poison. Now think about what the Bible said. It is an unruly evil. Well, what's the solution to this unruly evil? Renewing your mind. Renewing your mind. What did Paul write? He said, think on these things, right? Think on these things. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, folks, if we're not willing to renew our mind, if we're not willing to come out from among them out there in the world. That's why we, we, we keep saying things opposite of what we should as Christians. Amen. That's why we think in ways opposite of what we should as Christians. Because evil communication corrupts what? Good morals. You can't expect your, your, your speech to change when you're hanging around the same poison. You've already been told by the word of God, it's in you. It's in you. And, it, and, it's, it, and it's trying to come out. Amen. It's trying to come out. It's trying to figure out a way to come out. Amen. So what do, what do many of us do? We hang around other poisonous people. Instead of hanging around people who are talking about godly stuff, things that are pleasant, that are honest, of good report, virtue. No, no, no. We hang around poisonous people. Amen. They love to gossip. They love to talk about how much sex they had over the weekend Amen. and who, who's, who's, whose wife they're banging and whose husband they're banging and all this other ungodly stuff. And you're sitting there. Amen. 
So what, what do you contribute to that conversation? That's why we're told, come ye out from among them, be ye separate, says who? The Lord. Amen. Folks get mad at the preacher when we keep harping on that. You better read the last part, said the Lord. You got enough on your hand to deal with with the poisonous piece of meat in your mouth. Amen. Amen. You don't need any any other burdens on you. Amen. With it, we bless God. And then curse man made in his image. You know how some of you used to say. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, bump you. Amen. You, you, you hear folks on your job. You hear folks in your family. Won't he do it? Amen. Praise the Lord. And start cursing in the next breath. Won't, won't he do it? And I'll call you a name in a heartbeat. That's, that's, how, that's how deadly this piece of meat is in your mouth. With it, we bless God and then curse man made in his image. Thus... Blessing and cursing proceed from the same mouth. It ain't like somebody else said. Do you ever stop and think about what you're saying? Every idle word that a man speaks. He's going to give an account for it. <laughs> something, something which should not be so. Shouldn't be cursing. Not if we're going to name the name of Jesus as our Savior. If, if, if I'm claiming to be a Christian, there are just some things that shouldn't come out of my mouth. Amen. Shouldn't even be hinting about it. For no spring sends forth both fresh and salt water. Hmm. So what are you today? Do, do you get spring water and salt water when you turn your hydrant out? Huh? No, it's impossible. You can't get both. It's going to be one or the other. It's going to be something else. You don't get both. 
And the word of God is trying to instruct us, you know what? As a Christian, you can't be out there talking like you're crazy. You can't be participants of these vile conversations. Lewd behavior and all this stuff and then name the name of Christ. You can't do it. I used to curse. Does that shock anybody? No. What you mean? <laughs> Trying to put me down like that. But no, I used to curse growing up. Would never do it around my parents, even when I got grown. But you know what? One day I made up my mind. And cursing no more. Amen. And I stopped. Amen. Just that simple. I stopped. First of all, I was brought up and told, hey, it's wrong. Right. I had something, I had something embedded in me that told me every time I would curse, I would say, no, you shouldn't. And I went in the Navy, they, you know, they had the thing, they said, curse like a sail. <laughs> and boy, some people lived up to that. <laughs> that wasn't me. I, I stopped cursing before I went into the service. But my point is, folks, when you make up your mind and through Christ, you can stop whatever you want. Amen. Amen. You stop doing whatever you want. Right. I I believe the word of God is true. And I believe man is a liar when he says, I can't help myself. I can't stop. No, you lying. You don't want to stop. If I could do all things through Christ, you telling me he lying? How great is your desire to stop? How great of a desire do you have? To what limit are you willing to seek out the help you need to stop? And and usually the greatest, the greatest treatment we don't want to accept is to cut loose from these worldly people. You could go lay on whoever couch you want and talk to any psychotherapist and whatever psychiatrist you want to. But if you leave in their office going right back out there in the street, you're defeating the purpose of why you're talking to them. God gave you free counseling. Come ye out from among them. Be ye separate said the Lord. If you stop hanging around that behavior, guess what? You'll stop acting like it. But we don't want to hear that. You know what? Some of us in the church don't even want to hear that. Get sick of the folks in the church always trying to tell you who to be around. Hey, I'm just speaking from the word of God because I care about your soul. You grown. You got free will. 
You hang around whoever you want to. But take this to judgment. Brother May told you. And when you and when you sizzle in hell's fire, just remember, Brother May told you. You were grown. You don't need the church telling you who to hang around and who to fellowship with and everything. Evidently, you need some help. As I get ready to close. (laughs) Neither does a fig tree bear olives, nor a grapevine bear figs. What are you bearing? Hmm? I'm working on a lesson now. I'm going to present it soon. And it, and it talks about the, the state of the church in the future based upon how you live. What's going to be the condition of the church? Now, I know the church is going to exist. It's going to last. Because Jesus has said that. But that don't mean every congregation that exists now is going to be in existence. There are congregations every week closing their doors. Some because of false teaching. Some because they're lazy people. Some because they just feel, hey, I can sit at home on on Zoom and, and watch. I don't need to come out no more. Multiple reasons. That the church is going to exist because Jesus is coming back for something. Amen. But what's going to be the state of this congregation here in the future? Based upon the way you're living. And when I say the way you're living, the church needs people to keep it going. What contributions are you making and, and what are you instilling into your children when you get old, die and pass on? Who's, what kind of hands are you leaving the church in? Well, if you ain't instill the love of the church and the importance of the church in your children now, when they get older, they're going to leave. They're not going to care. So whose hands is the congregation going to be in? We'll, we'll talk about it soon. Because it's something we really need to look at. Amen. Child, go off to school, come back with some of this crazy ideology they come back home with and all this stuff. Why can't we have music? Well, I just, I just feel, you know, women are just as smart. They're running everything in the world. I just can't see how God would have a problem with them, you know, getting up serving at the communion table. And and that's why we got so many congregations now. Mm -hmm. Hell bound. Because they have left what the word of God teaches and they're caught up in what they feel. Women as elders. Women as preachers. Some of our well-known, I said this before, some of our used to be well-known, respected congregations in the country. David Lipscomb used to be highly respected and, you know, for being sound in doctrine. No, now, they, they, they support women 
going out there preaching. They supply women, co-ops, to go out to congregation to prepare to take over congregation. Abilene Christian College, where it used to be Christian, they still say used to be. Left the faith. Why? Because of what they feel. They're full of themselves. Not the word of God. They're full of themselves. And people have bought into that foolishness. Then you've got the congregations that want to incorporate the mechanical instrument of music. And, you, and you've got the, the, the ignorant members, the unlearned members, the unfearful members of God who will sit there and what, what, what the leadership of that congregation will say is, well, we'll have one service without the music to satisfy you. And the second service will be the contemporary. We'll have the music. Well, wait a minute. Can fresh and salt water come from the same spring? <laughs> How's the preacher going to get up there and, and, and be okay with the mechanical instruments of music, then turn around and preach unto you without the music? Which one do he believe? It's going on right now, folks. Amen. It's going on right now. Happening at different congregations all across America. And the sad thing, the reason I say ignorant members, unlearned members, why would you even sit and be a part of that foolishness? Amen. Why would you allow a man to get up and preach to you why would you serve, why would you worship under a leadership that would even agree to some foolishness like that? Amen. You sit there and say, well, I don't have nothing to do with the rules they make. You, you're worshiping that. Right. Ain't nobody forcing you to go there. Right. So, the tongue. What do we know about it? It's unruly. It's evil. It's full of poison. But there are some good things about it. If your mind is right. We come together to do what? Sing. Praise. We have to use the tongue, right? We, we, we can glorify God. We can, you know what? We can compliment each other. There are things we can do with the tongue to build up. Amen. We can compliment each other when we see each other. Hey, you look nice today. Amen. Good to see you. Heard you've been feeling a little down, so good to see you out and everything. There are, there, there are some good things we can do with the tongue. But folks, if your mind ain't right, your tongue ain't going to be right. Wow. 
So the question is, what do you spend more time using your tongue for? Just remember, every idle word that a man shall speak, he's going to give an account for it. What do you think is what do you think is on the book about your tongue? What's recorded in heaven about the things you have spoken? Is it going to count for you in the judgment or is it going to count against you? I don't know. You know. Most importantly, God knows. And it's going to be revealed one day. You may, you may sit here and go through life every day down here and say, they don't know what I'm thinking. They don't know what I said. They'll never know I said that. We're going to find out one day. Amen. And it's going to be hell to pay. So, folks, I encourage you. Be mindful of what you speak. There's an old saying, if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. And you know, that is so true. Really, if you don't have anything good to say, just be quiet. Be swift to hear. Slow to speak. Everything don't need your comment. Everything don't need your opinion. Sometimes the best opinion you can offer is keeping your mouth shut. Because if you're speaking on things you don't know what you're talking about, you can only just do more damage. Child, did you hear about brother? Did you hear about brother? Now, what you should have said, no, don't want to know. But you know what we say. No, what's up? (laughs) What's up? As if you genuinely care and going to do something to help. No, you're just being nosy. No, you need to learn to cut people off. Did you hear about uh, it? You want to talk about helping, doing something good? Where are we going with this? We don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. I'd rather hurt somebody's feelings than to hurt my soul in hell. I care more about my soul than your feelings. Folks, God has given us everything we need. And what we need to do to suppress and keep this tongue under the right use. We just need to use what he has given us. Renew your mind. Swift to hear. Slow to speak. Slow to wrath. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Humble yourself. Philippians 4. Think on these things. Things that are just, honest, pure. What else you need? Huh? 
Last but not least, what could it be? Come ye out from among them. Be ye separate. Saith who? Saith the Lord. I know some of you ain't going to do it. And that's your right. That's your right. That's your God-given free will right. And it's God's right to deal with you the way he's going to deal with you. For being disobedient to what he instructed you to do. So that you may be able to present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. Amen. Which is your what? Reasonable. Reasonable service. His commandments are not grievous. Reasonable service. Make up your mind. You find yourself in a situation where, Lord, I've been saying things, God says I should. Folks, you want, you want to get the record clear? You need to repent. Amen. It's just that simple. You need to repent. And stop going down that road. Amen. Don't tell me you 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 and stop smoking weed, but every time I pass by you out there with the guys who's smoking it. <laughs> Repent. 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 Get your slate clean up. You came here today to worship. You came here today looking for help. You came here today seeking refuge. You came here today that you may make a connection with God. You can't make a connection if you're going to live in sin. God is providing you the opportunity right now to get yourself right, to have your sin forgiven so that you can make the connection. Don't come up in here knowing you in sin and then leave out the same way. Why did you come? You came because you know deep down you need some help. Amen. You need some help. Nothing wrong with needing help. Every single one of us up in here needs some help. Amen. And if somebody up in here say they don't, you, they need a, that's a liar. See, they just lie. Because all of us need a Savior. Don't, don't be ashamed or embarrassed to repent. We've all been wrong. Mm -hmm. Get yourself right. You're here today. You haven't given your life over to Christ. And you desire to be baptized today to be added to the body, to become a member of the church of Christ. Today would be a great day to do it. I don't know what you're waiting on. I don't know what other avenue you think you can take to get in Christ, but the Bible teaches there's only one way. Galatians 3, 27, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. 
You ain't going to get in Christ no other way. Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. People say, that's just, that's just mean, mean teaching. That's narrow-minded teaching. Okay. Tell me the other way other than Jesus. Not going to be apologetic for preaching the truth. Do you hear, do you hear false teachers out there apologizing for preaching false doctrine? Huh? When was the last time you heard a false preacher say, I know what I'm teaching ain't right and I apologize for it, but I got to say it. They're not, they're not apologetic for lying to you. Why should I apologize for telling you the truth? Yeah. I know what you're saying. But the Bible said, preach the truth and love. I do love you. That's why I'm telling you. Get yourself right. Hell is real. Eternity is forever. And you don't have as much time as you think you have. Sydney, what's our song? So many. Come on up, brother. Folks, the Bible teaches one must hear the gospel. Must believe, repent, confess, and be baptized for the remission of their sin in order to be saved. After being baptized for the remission of their sin and added to the church of Christ, Acts chapter 2, you got to live faithful. You got to live faithful. Let me say that one more time. Amen. You got to live faithful. Amen. Are you willing to give your life to Christ today? Are you willing to give up just like he gave up what he gave up? But folks, he gave up way more than we'll ever be able to imagine. Amen. He left heaven and came down and did what he did. You ain't never been to heaven. That was his love shown for you. What kind of love are you willing to show for him? It's a decision you have to make. You may have came in here today lost and you have made up in your mind you're going to walk out of here lost. That's your free will right. But it's God's righteousness to send you to eternal hell. If you don't get it right before you die, he or Jesus come back. It's a righteous thing for God to do what He's gonna do. Amen. Amen. What's our song again? Let us together stand and let us sing.